Good morning, practitioners, or afternoon, or evening, or three in the morning, whatever. Uh, glad to have you joining us. We are in a cosmic battle, like the video just said. The majority of people aren't aware of this, but uh, Earth is sort of like the Normandy beach of World War II, where the U.S. and the Allies confronted the Germans on what's called D-Day. This is where this battle is being played out, uh, and we're a part of it. All who follow Jesus are uh, enlisted in an army of sorts. Paul says in 1 Timothy 2.4 that uh, the good soldier is not overly occupied with civilian affairs, but is always seeking to please his commanding officer. That means that we are called to have as our highest priority seeking to please our commanding officer, which means we have to be always listening to our commanding officer, which means we need to be in touch with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God in us. The Father's you might think of the Father sort of the infinitude of God, God in his transcendence. And the Son is God become a human being. And the Spirit is God in us. God, if you're surrendered to, to Jesus Christ, God is in you right now. The Almighty, all-loving, benevolent, all-powerful Holy Spirit is in you. That's good news, isn't it? It means we don't have to fight this battle on our own. The Holy Spirit is sort of where the rubber beats the road with God. It's God right among us, in us, working through us. Uh, God comes to us and now dwells in us, and we dwell in him. And so as we go about our life, we need to be aware of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be doing a whole series on the Holy Spirit. In fact, it's going to take us all the way through the summer. This is the summer of the Spirit. It's going to be a summer. It's going to be a fun summer. Uh, Now, to start this off, uh, I wanted to have kind of a team teaching sort of thing. Here's the thing. Uh, seven months ago or so, I was at this conference, uh, ta- talking at this uh, uh, church planning conference, and met these two very strange fellows. Um, they come from the Philadelphia area, uh, and I immediately had a sense about them, uh, that there's a connection that's supposed to be made here. I, I have been, for the last half a year, uh, freed up to do a little more networking in this movement kingdom movement that's going on around the globe, and so I get to meet some really awesome people. Uh, th- these two just struck me as, as, I, as we shared, you know, kind of our walk, uh, I, I don't think I've ever met people who more consistently and thoroughly walk in the Spirit and are led by the Spirit on a moment-by-moment basis. And because they do that, they have a lot of stories to tell. It's uh, like often when someone is you know, wants you to share your testimony, people will talk about their conversion. Or if they say, what has been God doing more recently in your life? They might talk about like three months ago or last week maybe, and that'd, that'd be impressive. These guys, if you say, what's God been doing in your life? They'll say, well, about an hour ago, we did blah, blah, blah. And you should see what happened this morning. And it's, it, it, there's an immediacy there. What I love about these two um, is that uh, there's absolutely no separation between their their spirituality, if you will, and their ordinary life, if you will. Uh, Their their ordinary life is their spiritual life. There's no segmentation between the kingdom and the rest of their life. They just embody it. And so I've been Skyping with them on a regular basis for the last seven months, and uh, I feel like it's Whenever I talk with them, first I feel a little bit convicted because uh, I don't have the story, story from four minutes ago that I can share with them, and they usually do. And, uh, but I, I'm mentored by them, and I thought if I get mentored by them, well, maybe they should help mentor the church uh, in this area. So we're going to talk—the biggest obstacle we have, I think, in the, on the topic of the Holy Spirit is we believe he's real, but we don't experience him as real on a moment-by-moment basis. 
Because we're conditioned by this Western worldview, uh, this secular, you know, scientific enlightenment worldview. And it kind of just rules out the supernatural. So we believe, but you, you, we live like ordinary people do. And maybe once in a while something significant happens. And we need to just... Uh, I, so before we even get into this teaching about the Holy Spirit that will carry us through the summer, I wanted us to lock in on the reality of what God can do when people are open to him on a moment-by-moment basis. So would you give a warm Woodland Hills welcome to Rob and Fred, wherever you are. Rob and Fred, all right, come on up. Come on down. I love it. Yes. <laughs> they, 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 share the love. Share the love. Share the love. Share the love. Come on. Love them. Love them. Give me some now. Uh, they are pastors of the Church of the NBA Wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 no, come on now. No, to be an elder of our church, though, you have to be over six foot three. Yes. All right. Just saying. NBA Wannabes, sorry, Brad, just like sorry. I said. No, they, they actually. Heightism. So, 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 so this is the second meeting house church that we're in relationship with. Uh, they, 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 are, uh, they oversee a network of house churches in the Philadelphia and the surrounding area. Uh, and a lot of remarkable things happen as well. It's Fred and Rob, all right? Yeah. Hey, hey, okay, so we're talking about, you know, living in the spirit uh, day by day. Um, what does that look like first thing in the morning? All right, I'll jump in. But first, yeah. I got to say this. Being here for... <laughs> this, this guy is a human battery. If you think I'm hyper, hang out with him for two minutes. <laughs> I've just got to say this. By the way, what you see, like, through this next 30 minutes till 9 p.m., Every day. Yeah, you don't want to see me after 9 p.m. It gets dangerous. You can ask me anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I do want to say this to the Woodland Hills family. We've been here for less than 48 hours. You guys have made us feel so warm and welcome. We feel like we are a part of your family. So thank we you. We love thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. So I had to say that. But to start every day for me in my life, living a life led by the spirit of the living God, I believe such an important and integral foundation is, I believe Jesus Christ is the giver of every good and perfect thing. James 1.17. Amen? Yes. Come on, James 1. I, amen. So if we can get that in our hearts and in our spirits, when we awake, the eyeballs go, yeah, don't you like the sound of that? Mine don't pop. Watch out. <laughs> Giving our first fruits of every day to a good God. In my life, not just myself personally, my whole family is committed to giving our first fruits. We awake, and the temptation's there for all of us. Check social media, voicemails, turn on the news, all these different things. I don't know about you, but the world's, a lot of negative stuff's out there. A lot of negative stuff. I don't want to go down that road and let the world dictate how my life's going to be run on any particular day. I would rather spend time with the living God giving thanks, praising him, worshiping him. And I'll tell you what that does in my entire day. Now, let's say a challenge comes. Let's say something happens. It's out of this place of thankfulness in which I deal with the challenge and the problem. That's where solutions come. That's where you can be led by the, by the Holy Spirit because you're focused on Jesus, the author of every good and perfect thing. You're camped out in the goodness and the kindness and the love and the compassion of an almighty God. Now you're looking for that goodness everywhere you go. Now a little impression that's in your heart, a little nudge of the Holy Spirit to go and love on somebody ain't so difficult because you're focused on him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So heart of gratitude. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Expressing gratitude is amen. the key to walking in the Spirit. Come right. on. I love the Word of God. I love the living Word of God. 
When I wake up every morning, I have a bit of a, a catechism, a catechistic prayer I go through. Uh, I don't love naturally. You know, I look at my wife. She is so empathic. She loves so well. I have to be reminded every morning to love. Yeah, see, yeah. I know you're not the only guy actually laughing. The rest are just doing it on the inside. Um, so there's certain things I remind myself of. Uh, one of the first things I, I remind myself of as I begin to just enjoy the Lord uh, first thing in the morning, Father, thank you that I'm your workmanship, that I'm created in Christ Jesus, that you have works prepared beforehand for me to walk in today. Father, help me to not see people after the flesh. Help me to see them as you see them. Help me to hear you as I meet them. Father, I thank you that today I may be the only Jesus somebody will ever meet. And I ask you, Lord, to help me be mindful of that throughout the day. And there's other things I kind of go through. I begin every day that way. And, you know, part of what Rob and I do, and you'll hear a little bit more about our community, um, you know, we often encounter, especially people new into our community, uh, you'll hear sayings, you guys, probably many of you have been in church life for a while, you'll hear people, for example, who've had cancer, and they might make a comment along the lines of, you know, I, I not embrace the cancer, but now I know the Lord has me in a place where I'm reaching people that I otherwise may have never met. You know, that is like where chemo takes place or whatnot. We love to remind our brothers and sisters, you know, you, you can wake up every morning and just say, Lord, even though I normally drive down this road, at any moment you can tell me to turn left Come on. or turn right. You know, I don't have to have cancer to go to the place where chemo takes place. And so I just want you guys to, to be encouraged that the Lord in any given day, he might suggest to you, and by the way, this isn't an analysis by paralysis, so like I ask God for every decision that, be made, that needs to be made. I delight in him. He gives me the desires of my heart. I can just flow with him naturally. But there's sometimes he might say, you know, I want you to wear that blue shirt today. Now I'm not asking him what to wear, but he'll impress me with that. And I'm like, I'll roll with it. And wouldn't you know it, at some point, you know, might have a logo or something. He looks good in a blue shirt, by yeah. the way. Oh, right. I didn't even realize I was wearing my blue shirt. <laughs> but I just want to open you guys up to the, the possibilities that are amazing each day where somebody might actually engage something you're wearing and a conversation starts that ends up being a, uh, a sacred intersection. Yeah, okay. Can you imagine, real quick, to tie this early, the foundation. Say real quick and they never do it. <laughs> of course, right? Of course, he knows us well. But... Can you imagine, we, we oftentimes will share a hotel room when we travel or whatever it may be, and uh, people call us spirit and truth. It's fascinating, right? But to start our day, like, Fred will hear me, like, just giving, th <laughs> giving thanks. I'll just wake up, hey, Fred, you want to give thanks with me? And Fred's like, but I'm in the Word of God. He's got, like, his earphones on <laughs> and the Word of God constantly playing in his mind. And then we just start sharing in it together, saying, Holy Spirit, what do you have in store for us today? Yeah. What direction do you want us to go? Who do you have for us to meet? Now, we're about to go about our day with an anticipation and expectancy yeah, of a good, good and wonderful work Amen. of the Lord. 
And we're yeah, now yeah, serving a community incredible. that's living this way. Yeah. yeah, I think it was you, Fred, told me one time that that's like the first thing you teach people when they come to Christ. And it, you empower people to walk like this, and they, they start bringing people in. And you teach them that, okay, now God is in you, and uh, you've surrendered your, your life over to him. And uh, your life is lived moment by moment, so surrender every moment over to him. And he's got these works uh, prepared for you today. Yes. And it's your job to stay open and notice them. And, and it, you, you had stories, um, you talk about like, people who are brand new in Christ, then bringing others to Christ. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, that, that, I just think, is, is, is amazing. Um, so you guys uh, train people then to uh, just keep their walkie-talkies on. And, yeah. and I like that, and it applies to the, the blue shirt thing. I'll normally just choose my own clothes, but if the walkie-talkie's on, he gets permission to intervene and say, go down this road as opposed to that road. Yes. I don't call him up to ask, what shirt should I wear? But he calls me if he wants me to wear that, <laughs> although it's never happened. Or maybe my walkie-talkie was turned off. I don't know. But uh, so uh, you guys are tent makers, right? That, yeah. they, they both have full-time jobs doing different things, and you have families, and you have a community, communities to take care of. I don't know how you do all of that. Um, but when you're out there in the workplace... Uh, what does it look like? Can you give a few examples, or at least one, uh, of, of the Holy Spirit redirecting you uh, or just leading you to something uh, in the workplace? Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm an uh, IT advisor. I work in an IT advisory type role. Uh, my forte is in the area of emerging technology, innovation management. I have a greatest job. Um, not me. Well, not yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hell. Actually, I'm looking for employment, but that's the thread that I uh, have worked in for 21 years. So uh, my job requires travel, and so I get a lot of opportunity for those sacred intersections. Um, there was a, uh, I, and I get these instances all the time. I, I, I've sh shared in the earlier service. You know, some of us, many of us, have actually probably more people than you might realize uh, end up being magnets for certain people groups. You, some of you can relate to that. And by that, I mean, like, for example, I don't know why, but people of the Muslim, uh, Muslim faith, they're drawn to me. And the Lord seems to love to send them into my, in my direction, you know, sitting next to me on the flight and sharing a cab, uh, right? And so I've, because of that, I've invested into that. You know, I've taken a graduate course in Islam. I study it, you know, very, because uh, I've grown a love for people of that faith. Um, so there are, I'll, and this is not a dramatic thing. I pick the same limo company uh, that takes me to the airport. It's run by Muslim guys. And they call me the Bible man. And I get different people all the time. Yeah, I'll, that's a, I'll take that name. <laughs> um, well, you're, you're the Quran driver. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but our relation, my relationship with these different drivers over the years had gotten to a place where one Wednesday night I was uh, being picked up from the airport and when they were bringing me home, I, we just had this intimate discussion and I was talking about the presence of God. See, Muslims, they have such a high view of the transcendence of God, you know, the otherly God, the God who's huge and out there. When you begin to speak to their heart, about the imminence of God, God's very presence with us, you'll get their attention. And so I was having this divine moment. And as we're getting, coming close to my town, I said, listen, there's actually a prayer meeting going on 
at the uh, community church Rob and I had been apart years ago, would you like to just drop in with me? And he said, yeah. And they were worshiping. And there's more I could, again, for the time's sake, but the, the takeaway, of course, is, like, I almost always try to share a cab. I rarely, you know, wherever I travel, I'll try to do public transportation. You know, this life we get to live, it's about intentionality. Mm-hmm. We, all of us only have so much time. Come on. And I want to encourage you guys, don't do anything alone. If you're going to Home Depot or Lowe's, invite somebody. If you've got a young person in your life, invite them to come. Mm-hmm. Men, right? Women, you know, whatever your pathway is, invite them. It's amazing what might happen. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, for me, I'm a, in the marketplace, a leadership coach, team builder. I work with uh, business, bu- businesses, all different shapes and sizes. One particular time, one of my clients, uh, I was working with an executive team of about eight people. And one of the executive team members uh, called me up and she just shares a bunch of life stuff with me. Not business related at all, but we formed some bit of friendship and relationship through working with her and her team. So we end up meeting for a cup of coffee, and this is kind of off the record of the business stuff. And shortly after we met, we're sipping on our coffee, tea, whatever, and I just really sensed the Holy Spirit leading me to ask her some very specific questions about her life. Like those little nudges of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, that just all of a sudden it's like, is this me? Is this you, Lord? But it's good. It's something good. It's just a little pressing on a certain area. And you can use common language. You don't have to be weird about it. You can just use common language and just ask a question and see what kind of response. And I did that. Before long, the Holy Spirit started to lead us down in this conversation to talk about Jesus. We cracked open the Bible. All of a sudden, it turned into like a full-fledged discipling session. Hmm. And this is in the marketplace, you guys. Here's the beauty. We all have spheres of influences. Our families, our neighborhoods, our communities, our workplaces, and the Holy Spirit is giving us those little nudges all the time. Our spiritual antennas up. Are we, are we recognizing the voice of the Lord? There's a lot of voices out there. There's our voice, there's the Lord's voice, there's the enemy's voice. But really listening to the Holy Spirit, take time to get to know him and his ways, yes. what he has to say about you. And then you become more accustomed to what he sounds like. And I'll say this, he's a good God. Yeah. He's a lot Amen. of good things in store. Amen. So, good. Yeah. Good. Come on. You know, hey. I just, just thought that it, it, uh, that really applies to Paul's passage when he says a good soldier doesn't become preoccupied with civilian affairs. You know, the affairs of life, it, it's all the stuff we do. Um, but it's rather seeking to please his commanding officer. It's, uh, our brains only have so much space, and if all of our neurons are focused on just what everyone else focuses on, um, then there's, we, we, we are, there's no space left for him to get through. Uh, we, it's like the, the spirit moves us with gentle nudges. But if you're in a crowded room, you know, at a rock concert or something, uh, you, you won't notice a gentle nudge because yeah. everyone else is pushing on you. So we have to create like a, a, mm-hmm. a zone that, uh, that is our walkie-talkie. So when spirit nudges us, we're there. And Greg, can real quick, I want to I share this. I oftentimes say to people, I'm like, <laughs> by the way, I'll just touch you off. I'll say it real quick all the time. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to get to know what he sounds like in the craziness of the day, know what his voice sounds like in the stillness of the night. Amen. Spend time with him. Know his ways. 
He has a lot of wonderful things to say about you in his written word. Meditate upon his word day and night. Breathe it, drink it, eat it. And in that, you become more sensitive to the spirit and what he's doing, what he's saying, where he's going. Now you're just doing whatever you see your father in heaven doing. It's a wild place. Uh, You you guys uh, had told me that um, one of the things you sometimes do to disciple people is you kind of practice this stuff. Uh, and go out and just, um, you know, let, let, tell the students kind of what to look for, and then you act on it. What do you tell them to look for, and um, uh, how to discern you know, what the Spirit is saying? And can you give a few examples of how that, that works? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we live in a wonderful small town. I mean, it's not terribly small, about 15,000 people. But in addition to 15,000 people, we have 15,000 students. We have a state university about eight blocks from my home. So it's a very dynamic place. Uh, we just love it there. And my wife and I, we walk town all the time. We do prayer walks. And by the way, you guys, I don't want you to get this sense of any sort of, quote, super spirituality or anything. We've just grown so confident and accustomed to these divine, these sacred intersections that take place, they happen all the time. And so now we just so enjoy it. And we never treat people as a project, but we've settled in our heart that we may be the only Jesus somebody might encounter. And so when my wife and I, we do these walks, you know, we do it in prayerful and fun ways. We, we've had a dog for years. By the way, I'm getting a new dog tomorrow, which is really exciting. Ooh, I feel like which we should give w- you a round of applause. Which my <laughs> wife acquired while I was here, to my surprise. But I bring that up because for years, we had, uh, we've had three Rhodesian Ridgebacks over the last 20 years. And of course, you guys probably have familiar, familiar with this. Nobody ever remembers my name, but everybody remembers, it's Sammy and Sammy's parents. You know? don't, let, don't let him fool you too much. He's like the mayor in our town, yeah. Fred. Trust me. <laughs> so, but Sammy, of course, would open doors for us. Um, my wife and I uh, noticed a new bo- boutique that opened, and we, we went inside. And it was kind of quiet. You know, one or two people would kind of come and go. And the guy behind the counter immediately uh, stated that, yeah, I don't actually really work here. I'm sort of here on an emergency basis. My best friend, I think it was, uh, her husband was in a terrible car accident. She called me just to hold this store so I could, she could go attend to him. Now, did, did you hear what he shared with me? See, you know what? Everywhere we go, the barista, your barber, right? People want to hear their name. They want to be seen. The best way we can demonstrate love for people is just to be present for them and to listen. And Rob and I are learning and helping our brothers and sisters learn how to listen well, multidirectionally. So this person shared something very important in the moment. And it was at only a few minutes in when the store was clear and there was another coworker kind of working the aisles. I called her over and I said, you know, you shared about your friend and her husband. You may not have a worldview for this. I use this kind of language all the time in the marketplace. But the God I love and who loves me loves to answer prayer. Would you permit me to pray 
for your friend and her husband? And 99 out of 100 times, the answer will be yes. Now, they expect you, that you're going to go home and do it. <laughs> I, immediately, I immediately put my hands out like this. They instinctually took our hands. So there's my wife, myself, and these two workers in the store. And I began to pray. And you could so sense the presence of the Lord. And we prayed for this man's healing, for his experience of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wove in the prayer a very gentle, succinct, but complete picture of the love of Christ. They got the gospel, but in this wonderful, gentle way. Did I close the deal? No. God loves them so much. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know he's yeah. going to send saints into their lives day after day. He pursues. He's in the process of chasing people down with his relentless love, is he not? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's, um, I think Christians often have that, 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 that uh, assumption that it's, it's only valuable to the kingdom if you seal the deal. Yeah. So, I, well, now we believe in Jesus, we'll go to hell. And it, yeah. it, uh, it, it, it makes you feel like a project. Oh, so don't you don't really care about me. You just want to get a number checked off. And you that's... Well, one more thing I, I want to... And this will be a bit of a challenge for, you, for some of you. You know, we are in a culture that's somewhat Christianized, right? So it's easy to God this and Lord that, right? What happens when you say the name of Jesus, right? Don't you feel the tension? And I'm going to encourage you guys, say his name. You're going to establish what side of the line you're on. It's easy to go, God this and Lord that in normal conversation, but say his name. There's power in it. Wonder-working power, we yeah. used to sing. Come on. There's power, yeah. power, wonder-working. Maybe you didn't yeah. used to sing it. I used to sing it. We better be careful because sometimes a spirit-led life means you might just be surprised by the power and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And here's what I mean by that. We, we had a whole series, our equipping nights in our community, our family, back home in the Philadelphia area is on Monday evenings. We had this evangelism series that stretched on for a number of weeks. And one of the last evenings, we said, let's put this stuff into practice. So we hit the streets and we went out two by two. And uh, I partnered with this brother, his name's Chris. And the cool thing about going out two by twos is, you know, it might be a little uniqueness with who you're paired with and what that can actually even look at, look like loving on people. So Chris and I started to hit the streets, but before we entered into town, I said, Chris, let's just pause. Let's be still and know that he's Lord. And ask the Holy Spirit what he's up to. Are there specific people on these streets in this town that you want us to reach tonight? And if so, we assume the answer is yes, by the way. But we got more specific. We continued and we asked him, what are they wearing and I said to Chris, I said, it's cool if we don't get anything. It's cool if God doesn't give us a little nudge or maybe an impression flashes in our mind about maybe what they're wearing, but let's give it a shot. Sure enough, best way I can describe it, this image flashes in my imagination of a young man in a plaid shirt, specific to the colors of the shirt. Then Chris goes, oh, way, what I heard God saying to me was this woman with a hooded sweatshirt. So he saw a picture. He saw a picture. So we hit the streets with this great anticipation and expectancy of what God was going to do. 
So of course we hit Starbucks because God's always, always hangs out in Starbucks. <laughs> All right, it's just the obvious place. You don't want to meet people. You want to love on people. And the Holy Spirit just shows up there big time, right? Yeah, well, it's St. Arbucks. <laughs> I, I thought they were antichrist because they took the Christmas tree off the whatever I have it was. no clue. <laughs> I just like the coffee. But, and you don't want to see me on one, more than one cup of regular there. But, um, <laughs> amen, sister. <laughs> so we're hanging out at Starbucks in town and we're talking to the barista and hanging out and Chris goes, Rob, you'll never guess what. There's the guy in the plaid shirt. Yeah. I, I can't tell you what happened the inside of me. My faith rose. Whoop. I love the sound effects. I, yeah. I don't even know where they come from. I don't even know if they make sense, but bear with me. I'll tell you it's a human battery. So I went up to him and gave them some really encouraging words. Talked to both him and his girlfriend about Jesus and just blessed them with the love of Christ. Led by the Holy Spirit. And gave him a track and said, seal the deal. (laughs) No way. Planting seeds of love. Seeds of love. Not playing the role of the Holy Spirit, just saying, I'm in. (laughs) Let him do what he does best. We just need to make ourselves available and step out. When in doubt, step out. All right? I get get a couple claps on that one. That's cool. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so then we take off, and we're about 100 yards down the road. And Chris goes, Rob, you'll never guess who I just, I think that's the woman who I saw with the sweatshirt. And as we're kind of like Because she was wearing her, a sweatshirt? What's that? She was wearing that She was wearing the sweatshirt okay. that Chris actually saw when we silenced ourselves before the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit. Amazing. Yeah. He's a good God. And in that, we started to approach her, and we were praying as we're walking, sensing what the Holy Spirit was doing. And we said, let's not go up to her. Yeah. It was late at night, two guys, single woman, the Holy Spirit, he's a wise God. Yes. <laughs> I'd say so. We're not always so wise, but he's wise. We just tuned in. We went the other direction. Guess who followed us? The woman with the hooded sweatshirt. So she just turned around. She turned time. around. She literally turned around. She's stalking you now. <laughs> she's stalking, go figure. She comes our direction. We kind of slow down because we sense, no, could it be? Yeah, it's her. And sure enough, she caught up with us. And we hold hands with her, you know, some talk, some conversations, some asking some questions led by the Spirit of God, little nudges here and there. We're holding hands with her, talking about Jesus, praying for physical healing on the side of the road. That's the God we get to serve in Jesus' name. Good. So it sounds like uh, in your training with people, uh, you are saying pay attention to what's going on in your imagination. uh, And sometimes things pop into that, you know, are divine appointments. Uh, and then pay attention to your intuition, gut, nudges like that. Yeah. Uh, anything else with that? that uh, how do you know uh, whether it's God or if it's just you? Yeah. Uh, your flaky brain's wigging out on you. And, uh, how, how do you distinguish between that? Yeah. Great question. Um, a, foundational, a foundation to the confidence that we have in that day-by-day way of life is due to the fact we're in community. You know, we actually have a shared life. We use family language. 
and we meet with our brothers and sisters all the time. The foundation of how we meet is based on testimony. You know, it, we made that a core value. In fact, it just naturally emerged when we started meeting in the way that we do. Uh, but it largely came out of the fact that we've been in the Christ for years, and you know, the only time we really ever heard testimony in the larger church context would be like baptism, at baptisms, you know, which would only happen once or twice a year. What we would see in those baptism Sundays would be somebody sharing their life and what Jesus did for them, and then watching the saints out there connecting to those stories. And, you know, then you'd hear further testimonies like, I thought I was alone in that. And now they've got somebody to connect to. And we thought, you know, why twice a year? Why not all the time? And so now we have a culture of living testimonies every week. And I got to tell you, you start hearing fresh ways of how God speaks, how he moves, what he does, right? And you can't help but get confident and emboldened. And it's like, I want stories. And you can start asking him for them. So I thought it was at least important for you guys to know where this comes from. It's in community, you guys. Yesterday, uh, following the afternoon service, five o'clock service, there's a man who came up to me, part of the Woodland Hills community. And uh, he had severe migraines, migraine headaches. He had severe migraine headache yesterday. It almost kept him from coming. But he's like, I knew the Lord wanted me to be there. And he said, would you pray? And I just asked quietly, I asked the Holy Spirit, how do you want me to pray for this man? This is just last night. This is just last night. Place your hands on his head. How'd you know that? Inside, I literally, this- yeah, in my imagination, flash, I literally saw it before I was actually doing it, before I, God actually spoke to him, I saw myself. You didn't hear uh, this, place your hand no. upon his it forehead. Was, <laughs> don't you love that voice, by the way? I mean, that's just, a, a nice religious it's like voice movie before you're it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that impression sometimes that we brought up before. In this case, I just saw in my imagination, in my mind, me before it actually even took place, of me placing hand, my hands on his yeah. head. And I did what I saw. So keep your imaginations open. There you go. Place my hands on his head. And he said, instantaneously, my migraine went away. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When I began to enter into this way of life, uh, I used to drive a city bus. So I'm going back a ways. And I had finished, dropped off my last passenger, and I'm talking big city bus, right? Loved the job, by the way. I was in seminary, and I was doing it like morning and evenings. Um, it's a hot Texas day. It's in Fort Worth, Texas. It's like 95, you know, McAdam. You can see the heat waves ri- rising off of McAdam. I'm on my way back to the depot. I'm at a stoplight. It was like two lanes, and there's a car to my right. And I'm just sitting there in a big wheel, and and I get this distinct impression in me. Oh, no, yeah, it really, it's a, it's a cool hey, job, uh, you know? I'm and so I'm sitting there, and I get this distinct word. It, when I looked at this guy through the door, tell that man I'm still on my throne. And I dismissed it. <laughs> Second time, tell that man I'm on my throne. Now it felt like I was getting hit in the chest with a two by four. I still dismissed it. He, has, he said it a third time. He didn't have to say it a fourth time. 
I press the button, you know, hydraulic door. See, I can do the sound effects too. <laughs> and this man, probably no air conditioning in his car because he had his window down, he's sweating. I said, excuse me, sir. Jesus Christ wants you to know he's still on his throne. Started sobbing. I have no idea what happened or what's going to happen. I just obeyed. That's the life we get to live. Amen. Amen. Now, for something like that, I like the fact that it took four slugs to get you to say that because it's one thing to say, can I pray for you for something or serve people in a certain way, but you, you, when you make a statement like that, mm-hmm. A, people think you're freaky, yep. you know, and, and you're, you're kind of stepping out. You know, who knows how you might say, Allah Akbar, shoot yes. at you or something. So, well, the alarm just went off. That means we got to no. wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, listen. How about we go another 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. I, I, I had to get a timer because Rob and I are both ADD, and, and you tend to be a little long-winded, so I had to get a rebuttal there to say. You know, here are the things. There's so much. We, we actually have three minutes left. There, I know there's so much you guys you know, could share. It's like, in fact, all but, I think, one story you gave here as uh, the first time you shared that in the three, three services. So it's uh, really, how about if I end with, Rob, let me ask you, uh, what, what, what do I want to ask him? Okay, it'd be this. Holy Spirit, tell me what to ask him. <laughs> what stands out is sort of like one of the most spectacular times where you, you're going one direction and the Spirit just told you to go a different direction. Yeah. So <clears throat> for me, I was, in a, I was in a cafe and Panera Bread, I don't know if you guys have Panera Breads around yeah. here or not, I right? And a Panera Bread. And I'm with another Christian brother praying. I like to pray with my eyes open, probably more so than my eyes closed. Conversa- I call it conversational prayer. Mm-hmm. So I'm praying with him. And I notice this man, and I assume to be his wife or spouse or partner, something with him as he came in. And I'm praying with this Christian brother. At the same time, I can't help but notice. And I'm just like, I don't know why. I was like drawn to this, this other brother that walked in through the door. So I turned to my friend right here and I said, listen, sorry, but there's something about this dude. And I said, Holy Spirit, what is it? And he just gave me one word and this word flashed in my mind, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my imagination, smoking. Lord, can you please give me more? Smoking. A little bit more, smoking. Okay, God, you made it clear. The guy needs to smoke more. Okay. <laughs> what in the world? <clears throat> so I had a point of tension. I continued to pray with my Christian brother because we were in the midst of certain things. Or do I actually go and follow the leading of what I believe was the Holy Spirit going with this one word that I was given? I was going one direction. I believe he was calling me to go another. I said, Chris, sorry, but I just really sense the Lord's going to do something spectacular here. So I left the conversation with my Christian brother. I went off. I went up to this, uh, this guy, and it turned out to be his girlfriend. And I said, I don't want to be weird or anything like that. I love to pray when I'm in restaurants or cafes and stuff like that. Does the word smoking mean anything to you? And they both look at me like a deer in a headlights. We were just talking before you approached our conversation about my son who smokes in our house all the time and he's struggling in life. His girlfriend says, would you please pull up a chair? Mm. We continue with conversation 
about Jesus, about his son, and about healing. And let me just tell you, it was pretty dynamic. And maybe I can make that story a little longer at a later time. But I'm telling you, he's a good God. And sometimes we go about our ways here, but when we're tuned in and sensitive to what the Spirit has, sometimes he wants us to go another direction. And where we go, where he goes, there's life. Amen. 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 Beautiful. The takeaway from all this is, is the takeaway is, well, one of the takeaways is, there may be a lot of takeaways because the Spirit applies things differently to different people, but... Uh, you read about this all the time in the Bible, book of Acts. They're going this way, the Holy Spirit says, no, I went to go over here. And there, there's a sense of reality and immediacy and direction. Uh, and the, 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 the Spirit never shut up. He didn't go mute. Uh, he's still talking, live and well. It's the, is his body listening to him? That's the question. And I want to encourage us, at the very start of this series, to make this adjustment. And try to hang out with all other people who have made this adjustment. Because like, like you said, it's hard to maintain. You have to do life a different way. Do your thought a different way. Uh, you have to create a space where maybe there wasn't a space before. You have to give an opening there for the walkie-talkie, the Holy Spirit, to be directing us. And, and to just start going through life that way. Uh, and then when something like that happens, testify of it. Tell other people about it. Because it's as a body, as a community, that we begin to reinforce this and go deeper in the Spirit. Would you stand? Praise God. Let's uh, thank Rob and Fred for coming oh, up here. Thanks, guys. Love these guys. Woo! I have a suspicion that uh, we're, the, the Spirit is connecting us, and you'll be seeing more of them uh, in the future. Just uh, great guys, great guys. As we leave here, I first want to say that the prayer teams will be up front. If you feel a nudge, or something flashes in your mind, or maybe you just got a pain in the back, uh, come on up here and let these folks minister to you. They, they would love to do that. Or if you want to find out about how to start living this life, being a Jesus follower, you can come up there and ask these folks, and they'd be glad to introduce you to that. As we leave here, can we do it with a commitment and asking the Spirit to reinforce this commitment to create space moment by moment in our mind and in our hearts to feel, to sense the direction of the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, give us the courage to step out on, on that. When in doubt, step out. And that's worth a shout. So say, praise God. Praise God. God bless you guys. Be filled with the Spirit.